you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Two weeks, two weeks away from night number one of the NFL Draft. Welcome to NFL Now, presented to you by IKEA from our newsroom in Los Angeles. My name is Andrew Siciliano. Got a lot going on today. Might the commanders actually be close to a sale? Maybe. We have a Charles Davis mock draft. We have Jason Light on the podium, says he doesn't want to trade. Devin White. We also have the Vikings on the podium today. We'll hear from Kevin O'Connell and Quasi Adolfo Mensa. All of that coming up in this hour. The big news, however, today was Odell Beckham Jr. on the podium in Baltimore. He flew in yesterday with his family. He is going to wear number three. There is the jersey. And he, in Owings Mills, got on the stage with Eric DaCosta, the GM on the right, and John Harbaugh, the coach on the left. And obviously, you know, there's this other, you know, thing about the quarterback, like Lamar Jackson. Is he is he going to be the quarterback? Oh, yeah, they asked about Odell, too. Um, you know, I've talked to Lamar while we was out there, and I know um, that's a better discussion for these two as far as how that's going to get handled. Um, but the goal was, you know, to come here and, and have that possibility to play with him, and uh, I'm excited about that opportunity. Uh, as far as the team, uh, I just – Ready to bring leadership, ready to bring. I've been out for a long time. I had to sit there and watch everyone else play. Um, and I'm just excited to get back on the field, you know, and it's good to be where you're wanted. Um, and, you know, like we said, we've had com- communication since last October. And, um, you know, you guys showed me that you wanted me to be here and that I was going to be a very big piece uh, to this organization. So I'm definitely excited about that. We had a few conversations throughout. Uh, those kind of conversations, especially where Odell was at, and we were fighting to try to, to you know, make a season, and, and he was fighting to get his way back. I think he kind of wanted to maybe think about playing at that point in time, and we had some really honest conversations. That's what struck me more than anything was just his honesty. You know, it was he was very much an open book in terms of what he was thinking, what he wanted to do, where he was going, uh, really not trying to sell anything or talk about anything other than this is really where I'm at, this is what I'm thinking, asking where we were at. Just those conversations and kind of culminating in Phoenix when we had a chance to be face-to-face and uh, just kind of connecting that way. But it was really easy and normal, natural, and I just was struck by his straightforwardness and honesty. You know, we went into it knowing we were the underdogs, and sometimes it's a great story, sometimes the underdog wins. And uh, we're thrilled to have him here today, and we're thrilled for what this means for our football team. The underdog. Interesting. A lot to unpack from that presser, including Beckham suggesting that his knee was totally shot when he got to the Rams two years ago, and eventually that thing tore during the Super Bowl. Sherry Burris in the room in Baltimore. Brian Baldinger with us as well. There's the OBJ part of this, Sherry. Obviously, he was the star on the stage, but the Lamar Jackson situation kind of hung over all of it. 
Yeah, Andrew, there was definitely a large focus and a lot of questions surrounding Lamar Jackson. And if he is indeed going to be the quarterback throwing to Odell Beckham, but OBJ saying that Lamar did still have an influence on his decision to come to Baltimore. As he said, the conversation started with owner Stephen Bashotti reaching out last October. So it was a long courtship, but OBJ feeling comfortable with his decision, even knowing there is still that uncertainty if Lamar is going to be his quarterback. He did have a funny moment. At one point, he looked into the cameras in the back of the room and just said, hey, Lamar, if you're watching, and kind of gave a little wave. But he was just so optimistic that Lamar is going to be here, going to be his quarterback. And that message was echoed by head coach John Harbaugh and GM Eric DaCosta, both talking glowingly about Lamar. Again, how much they want Lamar Jackson to be here, the plans that they're making with Lamar as their quarterback, and the connection that him and OBJ will have in this coming season. Uh, Baldy, how does he fit here? Um, look, he's good. He's talented. Odell Beckham Jr. should make any team better. But we're still trying to figure out what Todd Monken is going to do, molding this offense as the new OC. You know, in Cleveland, the whole deal was, hey, Odell, this is a timing offense. Be where you need to be when we need you there. Um, is that what's going to happen here? Well, I, I, just listen to what Sherry just said in her report about Steve Bishotti reaching out to him back in October. I mean, it's pretty fortuitous that the Ravens were reaching out to him in October and here's Todd Munkin as the offensive coordinator now here in April. And they had worked together in Cleveland and had success in Cleveland uh, to a degree. Now, you know, nobody will ever say this, but Odell played with a, a torn uh, abdomen muscle that whole season in Cleveland with Todd Munkin. But he knows the offense. They need a number one wide receiver. Rashad Bateman's coming back from a foot injury from a year ago. Uh, I don't know where he's at in that rehab. But uh, I thought... When we saw Odell come to Los Angeles, right, Andrew, and, you know, you had Cooper Cup, and it was just a perfect fit. He learned the offense lickety-split. He was the number two guy. You want to go double and take Cooper Cup out? We got Odell over here, and he won a championship as a result of that ability. I think he can still be a number one because I think he still has great suddenness and home run hitting ability. Um, and we're seeing a very mature Odell Beckham right now. I mean, you just see the way he conducts himself in a press conference right now. I think he's ready for duty. And I think he knows Todd Munkin. And I think he's going to fit in really well with an offense that has to get better in the passing game. Points come out of the passing game. They got to score more points. And, and he's chomping at the bit to get back out there. His mentality is he is just chomping at the bit. He is so eager to get back out there on the field. We, we heard it a little bit in that sound clip before we started. He saw everyone out there celebrating, doing the gritty, doing backflips. OBJ is eager to get on the field, but the question is when. There are still discussions with coaches, uh, the medical staff, when we will see him out there on the field. But also, as Baldy mentioned, he is so mature in this press conference, and he did say, yeah, I might have made a few mistakes when I was younger, but now he's ready to come in, be a veteran, and lead these guys and be as much as a teacher, guys, as he can, but also said he's also still very open to learning new things, particularly as he comes into a new system here in Baltimore. That new system with, they hope, Lamar Jackson, eventually. Sherry Burris in Baltimore, Brian Baldinger as well. We thank you as we continue here on NFL Now and bring in our NFL Network insider, 
Ian Rappaport, Eric DaCosta said what he has Ian said all along. They want Lamar Jackson back. They're still trying to work to get Lamar Jackson back. He said they have not spoken, however, since they signed Beckham. They offered him the most money, right? Did they offer him the most money just hoping, hey, he'll say yes, and then Lamar would somehow be convinced? These seem like two totally separate things here. No, there is an intersection, and and I was – you know, I took note of the fact that as soon as it became clear that Odell Beckham Jr. would go to the Baltimore Ravens, uh, Lamar Jackson posted Instagram and was like, I was involved. Here's our FaceTime. He did recruit OBJ to the Ravens. So it's not totally separate. I mean, the Lamar deal is separate, but the situation, there was some intersection. Those two are friends. They're hanging out and partying in Miami together. So there is certainly a connection there. And I think this is all positive for the Ravens. The other part of this is, of course, is the Lamar Jackson deal is not done. I don't get the sense there's been any progress since his trade request. But Eric DaCosta said really what he's been saying all the time, which is that we love Lamar. We want to get a deal done. He's a big part of our future. Hearing Odell say it, knowing that he had just spoken to Lamar, probably in a little less guided fashion, I would guess, was positive too. At least it appears that Lamar Jackson is going to be the Ravens quarterback for the 2023 season. Throwing passes to Odell, how that happens, under what deal, still to be determined. And again, July 17 is the deadline to get a long-term deal done. So midsummer, uh, tag or no tag, well, because of the tag, they have to have a long-term deal done by then. It's not as if they're just going to do a long-term deal right before week one. That can't happen. It has to be by July 17. All right. The big story today, Ian, down the road from there is in Washington. We do not yet have a deal to sell the commanders, but it seems as if we are as close as ever. What can you tell us? And by we, you don't mean you and I, because you you and and I I do not have just under $6 billion to buy the Washington commanders. But Josh Harris's group does, the Devils owner, the Sixers owner. Uh, he is among the group that is seemingly in line to purchase the Washington Commanders for just under $6 billion. Nothing is done. Nothing is final. The bid has not yet been submitted to the league, but, but certainly the wheels are in motion. They'll make you think this happen at, happens at some point soon. What it really takes is for owner Dan Snyder to inform the league, this is the bid that I like. This is the bid that has been submitted This is what I want. And then the two sides would get together, engage in exclusive negotiations, finalize a deal. And then Josh Harris would, in fact, be the new owner of the Washington Commanders. We are not there yet, uh, but it does appear that Josh Harris is the favorite. And my understanding, talking to people involved in this deal, is that the two sides are nearing a deal for Josh Harris to replace Dan Snyder. Nearing a deal is the language we will use. $6 billion would be a record for not only an NFL team, it would be a record for any team. The Broncos last year sold for just north of $4.6 billion. All right, back to the draft. Ian, uh, Desmond Ritter is the quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Their brain trust made that pretty clear a couple of weeks ago at the annual meeting. Uh, They did not want to go get Lamar Jackson. Obviously, the owner, Arthur Blank, made that clear as well, although he said nice things for the most part about Lamar Jackson. Uh, Why is Will Levis visiting the Falcons who sit there at number eight? Because you never know. You never know. know. And what teams have benefited from doing their homework on quarterbacks, you don't know who's going to fall to you. We have no idea if Will Levis is going to go three or, you know, with a trade or four or further into the draft or if a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to come up and trade. There's a lot we don't know. But if you're the Atlanta Falcons, 
unless you are 1 million percent sure that you have a quarterback that is better than all of the other quarterbacks drafted, you owe it to yourself to do your homework. So that is what's going on now. Will Levis, a Kentucky quarterback, in Atlanta today on a top 30 visit, and they are going to take a look, and we will see, of course, what ends up happening. Much similar situation, Anthony Richardson, one of the other top quarterbacks of this draft, the Florida quarterback who put on such a show at the Combine and at his pro day. He spent yesterday with the Indianapolis Colts. They have the, they have the number four overall pick, which certainly be interesting. New coach Shane Steichen ends up coaching him after coaching Jalen Hurts. Anyway, Richardson now goes home for the weekend and visits the Tennessee Titans on Monday. All right, Anthony Richardson on the Players' Tribune open letter to NFL coaches, GMs, and owners today basically saying, hey, take a shot on me. I will not let you down. When Anthony Richardson or Will Levis gets to the NFL, Ian, it was announced today they will have the option of wearing a quarterback-specific helmet designed, again, specifically for quarterbacks to help reduce concussions. Tell me about that. This is kind of a fascinating development from the NFL and the NFLPA and something that we are going to see more in the coming years. We saw D-line, O-line helmets last year, certainly some of the higher-performing helmets in the league based on the data just released by the NFL and the NFLPA. And now a quarterback-specific helmet developed by Vices, uh, the company that has been uh, involved in the NFL and the NFLPA and kind of furthering this technology. And some of this comes, Andrew, because there was an increase in concussions, 18% Last year, in part because of the rise of concussions for a quarterback, a lot of those concussions came when a quarterback's head hit the turf. Based on the uh, science done by the NFL and the NFLPA, these new helmets reduce concussions by 7%. That is obviously significant, especially if you're one of the quarterbacks whose concussion was presented. So we are going to see an expansion of position-specific helmets coming soon to the NFL. All right, it's called the Vice's Zero Two Matrix helmet, specifically here for quarterbacks. Ian Rappaport, our NFL Network insider. Thank you, sir. Coming up next, this guy's a running back and a good one. A guy that scored nearly 40 touchdowns combined the last two years. UCLA running back, Zach Charbonnet. Coming up next on NFL Now. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The inside handoff flashing through. Zach Charbonnet cuts it back. Stutter step move in the open field and touchdown number three. Another gift to Charbonnet. Peels to the right. He scores. And off and bang. Touchdown Charbonnet. And off Charbonnet. Plunging up the middle and he scores. 37 yards on a touchdown. You gotta be kidding me with this guy. So just asking for a friend here, Brian Baldinger, as we say hi to Zach Charbonnet from UCLA. Uh, Zach, is seven yards a carry good? <laughs> yes, sir. I mean, I think it's a pretty good number. Um, you know, obviously you're striving for better, but, um, you know, I was satisfied with that for last year. 
Yeah, uh, it, it is good. Zach Charbonnet, UCLA running back, joins us here as we are, Zach, two weeks away from the draft. 27 touchdowns the last couple of years. I know you've been traveling all around the country here, the pre-draft process. Good news, it's almost over. How has this job interview been for you the last couple of months? Yeah, you know, um, obviously it's, it's very busy, but, uh, you know, I'm just enjoying the process because, you know, I hear that it never happens like this again. Um, so, you know, I'm just soaking it all in and you know, I'm just happy to be in this position. Zach, I hope that these evaluators just watch your game tape. I mean, I go back and watch it at Michigan. I watch it in the battle for the City of the Angels there against USC this year. All I see is a guy that breaks tackles, and he make, you make it look almost effortless sometimes, Zach. Like, I wouldn't say that you're a violent runner. I just say that you just stay on your feet and you're a hard guy to tackle. What say you, Zach? Yeah, um, you know, especially to that point, um, Something that Coach Foster used to always taught us, or told us was, you know, if you want to be elite, make the first guy miss no matter um, in any fashion, you know, make a miss, run through him. Um, so, you know, that's something I took a lot of pride in this past season, and that's something I feel like I executed. So, you know, there's obviously a lot of plays staying on my feet, um, making a guy miss, so that's something I took pride in. Uh, yeah, you did that pretty well. Also had a first down on like 30-something percent of your carries on first and second down, which was phenomenal. Let's get back into this process here. You visited the Cowboys, the Bills, the Bears, you got the Bucks coming up next. Zach, tell the people at home what these visits are like. Because it's not like the Combine, where it's only like a couple of minutes there in a hotel room or a suite at the stadium. I mean, you're there for a full day. Yeah. Um, typically, I fly in the night before. Um, you know, you get dinners with the coaches, position coaches, stuff like that. And then the next day, you know, you're pretty much just meeting um, a lot of people throughout the building. Um, you know, you never realize how big of an organization it is until you're shaking a lot of hands that, that day. So, um, do you remember it, everyone's name? It was really name? exciting. Though. It was fun, um, and just watching film and uh, talking ball. So, it's been it's been a fun experience. Baldy, go ahead. Hey Zach, I'm just curious. You know, everybody and their mother has a mock draft, and you know, usually it's the first round. I never see your name in it in the first round. Never. I, I'm just curious. Does this bug you at all? Like, because I look at you and I go, okay, there's Bijan. Everybody talks about Bijan. That's fine. But, like, are they watching Zach Charbonnet enough, right, in your mind right now? Yeah, um, you know, obviously I'm always going to hold myself to that high standard. Um, you know, I think I'm one of the best players in the draft for sure. Um, but, you know, I know how the draft works. So, you know, I'm always going in with an open mind. Um, so despite how, wherever I go, what round, um, whatever team gets me, you know, that's, I'm just going to go there. Um, execute to the best of my ability and just showcase, you know, why I should want higher. Yeah, it's it's funny here because, Baldy, we were talking about that actually off the air today in the newsroom here. Bijan Robinson's an amazing prospect. I think the rest of this running back class, Zach, um, doesn't get the attention that it deserves, whether it's Jameer Gibbs or you or whomever. There's more than just one running back in this class. Like, there's more than just one quarterback, certainly, in this class. We had your quarterback in here last week. Dorian Thompson-Robinson was here in the building, Zach, he had a message for you. Roll it, guys. This is going to Zach Charbonnet. Remember that time we were playing card games in the airport? Yeah, I still need my in and out, buddy. So, whenever you get drafted, and whatever team you get drafted to, tell them a part of that paycheck is going towards my in and out. You heard it here first. Zach, you owe him <laughs> in and out, dude. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's something I've for sure been putting off for a while now that I, I got to get him as in and out. <laughs> I keep telling him I will, but, you know, I just haven't got around to it. So, 
Dorian, you know, I'll give you a little Venmo if that works for you. I, I think that would work. Baldy. Zach, uh, I'm just curious. You're right there. You know, you're probably out in L.A., uh, an L.A. kid, Oaks Christian High School, all that stuff. You got the Rams, you got the Chargers there. They both look to me like they could use a running back. Any thoughts about the L.A. teams and your future right now, Zach? Yeah, um, honestly, you know, really haven't thought about it. Um, I mean, just like I said before, you know, just whatever team I go to, you know, that's the team I'm excited to go to and um, get down and just work. Um, so, you know, obviously I know my family would probably maybe like if I was in L.A., but, you know, I don't I know they don't care no matter where I am. I don't care no matter where I am. Um, I'm just going to be excited for the opportunity wherever it is that presents itself. Your journey started here, went to Mission, came back to L.A. Would be pretty cool. Just speaking for the, the L.A. football fans, one of the teams that plays at SoFi right here over my right shoulder would get you. Regardless, Zach, we're happy for you. Good luck to you. Coming up in two weeks. Can't wait to see where you go. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys. Thank you, sir. Zach Charbonnet, Thanks, UCLA, Zach. running back two weeks away from getting to Kansas City, everybody. The NFL Draft, the 2023 edition, the annual selection meeting is 14 days away. Presented by Verizon, live right here in primetime on NFL Network. Three days starting April 27th. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The show is Anthony Richardson. Vertical of 40 and a half. Broad jump of 10-9. Here he is running a 40-yard dash, and oh my goodness. We just watched a 240-pound quarterback run a sub 4-4-40. That is some gator bait out there for all those in the market for a quarterback. Unbelievable performance by that dude. Yeah, uh, that dude's Anthony Richardson. And Rich Eisen and Daniel Jeremiah had a front row seat for the performance he put on at the Combine at the end of February in Indianapolis. Charles Davis obviously was also there. He had a front row seat. And in his new mock draft 2.0, look at the bottom of the screen here. Charles has Anthony Richardson going 11th overall to the Tennessee Titans. Interesting. Anthony Richardson, University of Florida, quarterback. Anthony Richardson, he'll load it up and cut it loose with that big arm. Uh, I believe my, my playmaking ability is my greatest attribute on the field. Making big plays and, and doing it when people don't expect it. When I hurdle somebody, nobody expect me to do that. Are you kidding me? LSU running 81 yards for a touchdown, nobody expecting that. Anthony Richardson is dangerous in the open field. So, definitely different. I'm originally from Miami. You know, I spent the first half of my life there with all my family. And later on, we moved to Gainesville. So, growing up in Gainesville, playing for the University of Florida, you know, it kind of like a dream come true. I was blessed with that opportunity to play in Gainesville and get love from the city. So, I'm definitely thankful for it. 
my personality is the goofy part of me. I just like to bounce around and, and just have a lot of energy at times. You know, sometimes I like to be laid back and chill, but just bouncing around and having a lot of energy, that's, that's pretty much me. I feel like that's what makes my game electrifying. When I was younger, I definitely tried to mimic Cam Newton. Just seeing how, how big and physical he was and, and just how electrifying he was, I definitely tried to copy that. And then when I got to high school, just seeing Lamar Jackson. Oh, he broke his ankle. He is Houdini. At one point in time, I started calling myself Cam Jackson just because I tried to implement both of those guys into my game and just you know try to be different. It's definitely a dream come true just to have this opportunity. And I feel like my family and I are definitely going to share some tears because it's something I've been looking forward to, something I've been working for all my life. So I'm just blessed to be here. Anthony Richardson going 11 to the Titans and actually going to TA tonight. Total access. Anthony Richardson will be a guest coming up this evening. Jeff Chidia, James Palmer with me. 22 is another quarterback pick, Jeff, on Charles Davis's mock draft. He has them going Hendon Hooker, which is fascinating in light of that OBJ <laughs> press conference today. What do you think? Well, I think every time we do a segment talking about the mock drafts on our network, there's always controversy with the Baltimore Ravens. Last week it was Lance Zerline having them trading up to get Anthony Richardson, and now it's this pick by Charles Davis. I just find it hard to believe that after OBJ signed, and maybe Charles had this all laid out before he did his mock draft, that this is what's going to happen. I, I know there's a ton of buzz around him and Hooker. I love him a lot, but you're talking about a quarterback who's coming off an ACL who is – obviously not going to be playing football next season or not expected to play football next season. And so, I don't know. I think Charles Davis is kind of reaching here. I think I like Lamar Jackson playing quarterback for the Ravens and the Ravens taking probably a defensive back or, or an edge rusher with that pick. But I'll, I'll say this. If it is a quarterback, and let's say it is Hendon Hooker here, unless they do a long-term deal, we're going to possibly be here next year doing this whole song don't, and dance again of the offseason with Lamar don't Jackson. Don't buy into it, Andrew. Just saying. All right, James, what else stood out to you? Charles Davis mock draft again on NFL.com right now. Front page. Go check it out. I, I think with this mock draft, Charles Davis could run for the mayor of Detroit. If you look at what he has the Lions doing at 8 and 18. I mean, if the Lions come away with Jalen Carter uh, at number 8, and obviously there are some questions that need to be answered. He's taken an official visit there, and Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes have sat him down because we do know with both of them, they've said it repeatedly publicly, how important football character is to the two of them in terms of your passion for football, your leadership, your mental toughness, your work ethic, all of those things. If all of those are checked off and they pull the trigger on Jalen Carter and then down towards the bottom of the first round, what is it, 18? They get B. John Robinson? I mean, that's DJ's third best prospect in this entire draft. Many compare him to, I guess he even says he models his game after Barry Sanders. Could this be Barry Sanders 2.0 in Detroit? Those would be two slam dunk picks for the Detroit Lions. And then when I went down and looked at the Philadelphia Eagles, because here's another team with two picks, and I, I get Van Ness, and, and that makes sense. Lucas Van Ness with 10, an edge rusher. The trenches for Howie Roseman. But you get Jalen Hyatt. To go along with all of these other guys and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown set an Eagles franchise record for most receiving yards. They were fourth in the NFL in receiving yards and receiving touchdowns. They also have Dallas Goddard. My thought on this, Andrew, is you make that pick because 
if you want to go to the Super Bowl again and you want to face the Kansas City Chiefs, you got to keep up. So I guess you put as many weapons around Jalen Hurts as possible. But I thought that was a fascinating look at what you could have as this Eagles offense in Philadelphia. Charles Davis has done a lot of things. He's been like an Olympic administrator. He's been an AD. He, he's he, he's run. He's done everything. He's been a broadcaster. You tell me like he doesn't have a politician smile. Golf Come on now. And, and baseball. I think he's a Tennessee sports he's information a basketball. director now. He's been in it. Like he's done <laughs> yes, everything. <laughs> everything. He, he's one of my favorite people on earth. I yeah. never thought we'd suggest he be mayor of Detroit on this show. <laughs> Go check out his mock draft right now. On NFL.com. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, James. Hey, what's up, draft friends? Welcome inside the Path to the Draft studio. Rhett Lewis here with Bucky Brooks and Cynthia Freeland. And, you know, our buddy Lance Zerline mm. gave us a pretty interesting scenario to chew on with his last mock draft with the Texans passing on a quarterback at number two. So let's play that out a bit here, Buck. What comes to mind? What happens if Bryce Young goes one and the Texans say no to a quarterback at two? Total, total chaos. <laughs> yes. Total chaos breaks out. It messes up all the mock drafts that we've had because we've all had either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud going one or two respectively. But if Bryce Young goes and then the Texans decide not to take a quarterback. C.J. Stroud is there for the Cardinals at three. The Cardinals don't need a quarterback. So now they are open for business. And look, it becomes a feeding frenzy for them to figure out who they want to trade to and which team wants to open up the coffers to give them the draft capital to get their quarterback. We talk about coffers. You need a trade partner, right? So as of right now, there are a bunch of teams that are making like kind of fake smokescreen calls going like, hey, what if, what if, what if? But they all have these contingency plans in place. There are a bunch of different trade charts that all these different teams use. I think it would be kind of really prudent for a GM to just kind of see what's going on. Like, give them a little fake call. Be like, hey, what's going on? Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. Who knows? But I think they got to try because obviously their main goal is to make us all wrong. Well, and, and then there's the, that scenario like, all right, Nick Casario decides I'm not going to take a quarterback. Let me see if I can get out of two and make that the pick that people want to come up and get to get C.J. Stroud. So it, it does feel like there's a lot of different options here, right? Well, I mean, look, it, it, it really is on the Houston Texans. They yeah. have all the power in the cards because if they trade out, they now allow someone else to jump in front of the Arizona Cardinals who've been working the phones to try and get someone exactly. up there. We would like to think that there's two quarterbacks, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, that are separated from everybody else. But maybe, maybe it's somebody else that they yeah. want to get in the mix and, and obviously Bryce uh, has been the guy that seems to be at least be trending towards that number one overall selection to the Carolina Panthers. But who knows? Maybe it's C.J. Stroud. Maybe then the Texans get their guy at Bryce Young. But either way, we're here for the drama. And until then, we've got you covered right here on Path to the Draft. And tonight, be sure to join us for a very special episode as we are sitting here two weeks from April 27th. Exactly. We're going to let you know who will be in Kansas City at the draft. Which prospects are going to walk the red carpet tonight? NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.